The LGBTQ agenda pushed in the new infrastructure bill? Children facing transgender policies this school year. Transportation Secretary Buttigieg says that he and his husband are now parents. The Biden administration cracking down on states for not allowing transgenders into girls' restrooms, all in the news today. Well, we will analyze these events from a prophetic perspective and answer the question, what does God think of these actions on this edition of End of the Age? Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. You know what, everybody? We're living in the end time. Luke chapter 17, verse 29 through 30. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, think of Sodom and Gomorrah. The same day Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce. Heard about this? Uh, guy with a wielding an axe in New York, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, uh, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Folks, you don't have to sit there and question, well, I wonder if we're living in the end time. We're ha- I'm seeing things now I've never seen in my life. I was born in 1968. And it's a crazy world out there. We're living in the end time, but there is an answer for it. So let's talk about it. In the Deseret News, they published an article, What to Know About the Infrastructure Bill's Controversial Gender Identity Provision. Our infrastructure bill, everybody. I mean... Some religious conservatives believe that this bipartisan infrastructure bill would fuel discrimination against people of faith, you and me. The bipartisan infrastructure bill passed by the Senate on August the 10th should go to improve roads and bridges and such, right? I mean, it's infrastructure. But they had to put some of their agendas in there. And some religious conservatives are saying that, hey, unless the bill is amended to adjust these controversial anti-discrimination provisions, it could fuel attacks on people of faith. And the contested provision appears in the section of the bill establishing a grant program to boost broadband Internet access. Okay, now we all love that, but. 
it implies that organizations hoping to receive the grant money must comply with the program's anti-discrimination protections. See, so now they've got you. It's called agenda pushing, folks. It's happening every day. The provision says that, and I'm quoting, no individual in the United States. Now, this is our infrastructure bill. Think about this. No individual in the United States may, on the basis of actual or perceived race, color, religion, national origin, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, age or disability. Now, gender identity, sexual orientation. When they put sexual, well, I'll talk about sexual orientation here in a minute. But what does sexual orientation have to do with race? God created the different races. And he also created male and female. What does somebody's belief that they're Sexual orientation might be something else than what's on their birth certificate. What's that got to do with an anti-discrimination law? Think about that. And they say that they should be excluded from participation in or be denied the benefits of or be subjected to discrimination under any program or activity that is funded in whole or in part with the funds made available to carry out this title in the infrastructure bill. Talk about pushing an agenda. By including sexual orientation and gender identity in the list of protected characteristics, policymakers essentially made it impossible for some religious affiliated organizations to take part in that grant program. And that's what that's what the uh, Religious Freedom Institute, the leaders said. And that rural faith based colleges, universities, small faith based businesses faith-based hospitals and medical clinics and sometimes the only healthcare services for miles could be forced to violate their religious conscience or be denied participation in some of the funding from the program. Even Senator Josh Howley, who, uh, or Hawley, I should say, uh, he's a Republican from Missouri. He raised concerns about the same provision last week as he outlined why he opposed the bill. The Senate has no business linking infrastructure plans to culture war battles between LGBT, LGBTQ rights. And this is not, he said that um, this is not really an infrastructure bill. He said that during an August 4th press conference um, with other conservative leaders, he said this is a woke politics bill. You say a woke politics bill coming out of Washington, that's impossible. <laughs> Are you following the news, everybody? Partisan clashes over how best to balance the LGBTQ rights with religious freedom are one reason why another high-profile bill, and I bring this up on purpose, and you'll see why in a moment. The Equality Act. It stalled in the Senate after passing the House in February. That bill would add sexual orientation and gender identity-based protections in federal civil rights law while limiting the availability of religious exemptions. So despite the the Republican Party's past resistance to forcing faith-based groups to comply with LGBT anti-discrimination measures, get this everybody, 19 GOP senators joined with all 50 Democrats to pass this infrastructure bill on August 10th. 
So you say, well, man, I thought the, I thought the Senate was divided 50-50, Republican-Democrat. Well, 19 of those Republicans went with the Democrats to pass this. And, of course, the House is going to need to pass the Senate's version of the bill before it can move to the president, Joe Biden's desk. What do you think Joe Biden would do once it got to his desk? You think he'd sign it? I guarantee 110% he would sign it. I mean, it's, it's just simply not a surprise with the current Biden administration in office. Now, I'll talk to you more about this when we get back from the break, but these are the signs. These are many, many signs that we're living in the end time. And I'll, get, I'll give you a lot more, unfortunately, after the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. So I'm going to get back into the Equality Act and some of the things that are happening right now with what actually what uh, the Joe Biden administration is wanting to overturn from what the Trump, in, uh, Trump administration did. However, I got a quick announcement. This coming Saturday evening, on it would be August 21st at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., we will be in Richmond, Indiana. It's where I was born and raised. And so we'll be doing a prophecy conference at the Calvary Church, 3600 State Road 121. And then that Saturday evening, 6 to 8. And then Sunday morning, August 22nd from 11 to 1 I'll be doing the um, Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments with the Q&A Saturday night, uh, The Future According to Bible Prophecy, the big timeline we put together. So you will not want to miss that. I look forward to seeing a lot of friends and family at the conference this weekend. And I'm going to be baptizing a friend of mine who is a radio personality. 
uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio. He's going to meet us up there at the conference. I'll be baptizing him after the conference. And so uh, looking forward to a great time this weekend in Richmond, Indiana. Now, I'm not going to have time in this program to go over everything, obviously, that the Biden administration would love to overturn of, from the Trump administration. However, I do think that for the sake of the, just the Judeo-Christian base in America, there's one of the president's agendas that you should be aware of. Back in what, uh, 2017, the Trump administration revoked federal guidelines issued by former President Barack Obama that allowed public school students to use restrooms and other facilities corresponding to their gender identity. In other words, uh, a young guy comes in, says, hey, I'm transgender, I'm 15 years old, I believe I'm a girl, and I want to use the girls' restrooms, okay? The Obama administration was going to allow that. Donald Trump said, no, I'm not going to allow that. Well, prior to the election 2020, according to Joe Biden's presidential campaign website, if, de- if elected at that point, Joe Biden said, hey, I will ensure young LGBTQ people that they are supported and protected in our schools and college campuses by, and I'm quoting folks, guaranteeing transgender students have access to facilities based on their gender identity. He said on my first day in office, or the the website said on his first day in office, Biden will reinstate the Obama-Biden guidance revoked by the Trump-Pence administration and that we will restore transgender students' access to sports, bathrooms, and locker rooms. Now, that's as intimate as it gets, folks. A young man, 15, 16, 17 years old, going into a young girl's restroom high school age and locker rooms. Now, your government's wanting to push that here in America. And remember, the Bible says, and as is in the times of Sodom and Gomorrah, it's just as crazy now as it was then. And then, of course, young ladies' locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity, not what it says on their birth certificate, how they were born, but how they identify It goes on to say that he will direct his Department of Education to vigorously enforce and investigate violations of transgender students' civil rights. Then on February 19th of this year, President now Joe Biden said, on my first day in office, I will be, I am, I was proud to sign an executive order on preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity and sexual orientation. And gender identity, just how somebody identifies. And I directed agencies to implement the Supreme Court's Bostock ruling of, and fully enforce the um, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act 1964 and other laws that prohibit discrimination on the basis of gender identity, sexual orientation. Now it's time for Congress to secure these protections once and for all by passing the Equality Act. So you wonder where we're at in America, everybody? Well, not everybody. Obviously, there's Christians, there's faith-based organizations that say, no, we cannot comply with this. But our current administration is trying to cram this down everybody's throat. Young men 
going into young ladies' restrooms, locker rooms, participating on their sports teams. They're wreaking havoc, folks. And many other things. Think about this. The Chesterfield Observer, they published an article, School Board Adopts a Policy Protecting Transgender Students. Okay? So many of you may be facing this in the school where you're at now. Largely overshadowed by this ongoing debate over the mandatory use of face masks in um, K-12, through the Chesterfield School Board approved new guidelines for the treatment of transgender and non-binary students last week with little of the rancor and resistance that has been met in other Virginia communities. So by a four to zero vote with Bermuda District Representative Ann Coker abstaining, the board met its state-imposed deadline by adopting a transgender policy prior to the 21-22 school year. Just now getting ready to start. Policy 1015 empowers all Chesterfield County Public School students to assert a name and gender pronoun that reflect their gender identity. Now, this happened to a friend of mine's school down here in the Texas area as well. He was going online. I think he was taking school from home, and he had to put in what he wanted what he wanted to be identified by. Now, get this. In this, um, in Chesterfield, this the kids have to put in gender pronoun that reflect their gender identity. Here it is without any substantiating evidence. That's what the provision says. So they don't have to give legal documents or a diagnosis or a treatment by a medical professional, nothing. And the school staff, it requires the school staff to address the students as their preferred name and pronoun. So all a student has to do is go in and say, I identify as, if, if a, a, a young man goes in and says, I identify as a young lady now, with no proof. And it also allows students to use, now this is a provision in this, it allows students to use the bathrooms, locker rooms, wear clothing and participate in any school program, sports events or whatever, and or extracurricular activities consistent with their gender identity, just how they identify without having to prove anything. Are some of you guys and ladies facing that with your children in this school year? School personnel must adhere to legal standards of confidentiality relating to information about the student's transgender status and can only disclose it even to a parent or guardian with the student's consent. So if Johnny goes to school and says, hey, I'm a girl, I want to go into the girls' restroom, his parents don't even have to know about it, and the teachers aren't allowed to tell the parents without the student's consent. Now, that's crazy. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I just, I'm a Christian man, and to me, I can't even get my mind to comprehend that kind of, of decision-making. But yet, here we are in 2021, and that's what some of you may be facing with your students going into this 2021 or the 21-22 school year. Then the Associated Press 
just said that the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, says that he and his husband are now parents. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has announced that he and his husband, I say, quote unquote, husband, Chasen, have become parents. He and his husband. I got to say that again. It says, for some time, Chasen, uh, Pete Buttigieg, I'm quoting, for some time, Chasen and I have wanted to grow our family. Now think about that. Two men, folks, wanting to grow their family. He said, we're overjoyed to share that we've become parents. The process isn't done yet, and we're thankful for the love, support, respect for our privacy that has been offered to us. Buttigieg, Buttigieg and Chasen, 32, got, um, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, married in June 2018, and Buttigieg's own father died six months later. So it, this, this is America, everybody, 2021. Are you becoming... Um, is this kind of stuff becoming familiar to you? Is it becoming just old hat, just like a normal relationships, normal uh, things that are happening in school? It's not to me. And as a Christian male, I don't want that here in America. I, of course, I don't, you know, I don't want any kind of agenda pushed on us. People have a right to live any way they want to live. But don't push it on the ones that are wanting to be Christians and have and you know have faith based organizations and different things like that. If I, I don't want my child, of course my kids are out of school now, but I don't want my child going to school and having to call a, another boy she or her just because she feels she's a or he's a girl, it, folks. It just it gets so long. And happens, it happens so much that you can kind of just sit back and say, well, you know, I'll let them live the way they want to live and I'll live the way I want to live. Think about our American society, our morals coming out of Hollywood instead of the Bible. We've got to have a spiritual revival in America, everybody. That's where this has got to get to. The Bible's diametrically opposed to all of this, in case you're wondering. And... I want to be a a watchman on the wall. Somebody that says, uh, folks, everybody, this is wrong. This, This is diametrically opposed to the word of God. What does God think about all this? And I'll get to that in just a moment. Before that, I got to share a couple more. The town hall, they reported that the Biden administration vows to crack down on states banning of biological males and girl males from girls sports. So the Biden administration Tuesday released a back-to-school video that ensured transgender students that discrimination will not be accepted on our watch and that the federal government aims to crack down on Republican states that ban transgender students from girls' sports and bathrooms. The video states the Department of Education and the entire federal government stands by you. Why? Well, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, West Virginia, South Dakota, Idaho, and Montana have already banned transgender. I'm saying that because the article says females, I'm saying a a male that thinks he's a, a girl from competing in girls sports in school. 
So some of these girls, I've seen um, guys who were 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", that are coming in and saying, hey, I'm a female, I want to participate on a girl's basketball team. And just dominating them, or weightlifting, or wrestling, track teams, all this stuff. And they're wanting people just to accept it like it's normal. And this is the America we're living in. This is not overseas somewhere in some foreign country. This is the America that we're living in, the administration pushing this. And it's all a direct fulfillment of Bible prophecy. The Blaze news source came out. Glenn Beck's The Blaze came out and said that Hobby Lobby is being ordered to pay $220,000 to a transgender employee that the company barred from using the woman's restroom. They know this man is claiming to be a woman. And they've actually kept him in their employment. you got to listen to this. Hobby Lobby was ordered to pay $220,000 to a transgender employee who has been barred from using women's restrooms as he requested. The Crafts um, Supply Company, you know what Hobby Lobby is, they tried to accommodate this gentleman who calls himself Megan Somerville's request when he transitioned a decade after being hired in 1998. So they, they allowed him to work there, give him a job, everything. But the company drew the line when he wanted to use women's restrooms, everybody. And Hobby Lobby said that they changed, um, the, the, so the um, justice said that in the court case that Hobby Lobby changed Somerville's personal records um, and benefits information to reflect that he was now supposedly a female. So Hobby Lobby was, believe it or not, working with this individual. And that was told by the uh, Illinois 2nd District Appellate Court, Justice Mary Seminara Stock. And however, Hobby Lobby refused to allow Somerville to use the women's restroom at the store. Imagine your wife or daughter going in there and a man dressed like a woman goes into the bathroom with them. Where are we at in 2021, folks? I mean, uh, our moral compass, somebody threw that out in the ocean. And it's like anything goes, right? But that's not scriptural. Remember, my main question, what does God think about all this? Then Somerville, uh, this employee of um, Hobby Lobby, claimed that the company's transgender rules caused him emotional toil that manifested in physical illness. And Hobby Lobby's bathroom ban gave Somerville recurrent nightmares about the bathrooms, being approached by men, even though he is a man, being physically assaulted and laughed at by them. And uh, that's, that was in the summary of the case. And that he also developed physical symptoms, including headaches, fatigue, muscle cramps, dehydration, due to the restricting of fluid intake. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one. Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, 
classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations, you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You know, everybody, uh, Hobby Lobby lost that lawsuit back in 2019 and appealed to the appellate court. And the three justice panel said that the $220,000 awarded was the highest ever for emotional distress. And Somerville, this male who thinks he's a female, who is a, the article says that he is a Christian, continues to work at Hobby Lobby. So, They tried to work with him, but when he wanted to go into the female's restroom, they said, nope, can't do that. So they paid him $220,000, lost the case, and are still letting him be work, uh, still letting him work there. I got one more for you. The Christian Post, they actually published an article and said, teachers asked the court to halt the Virginia school district policy, forcing them to use trans pronouns. Now, a lot of what brought this up is I had a friend of mine that had just had to go through this and his son was um, asked when he signed up for the school year this year, what pronouns would you like to be, what would you like your teachers to use? Would you like to be called uh, she, her, them, theirs, Z, all kinds of things like that rather than, hey, you're a boy. And so... He, him, his. They ask him, what would you like the teachers to refer to you as? And that's really what kind of prompted this whole radio program today because this is getting out of hand, folks. We, there are people that want us to accept lifestyles that are diametrically opposed to the Word of God. And a Christian cannot do that. I love, I love everybody. I want to see everybody saved. But I can't, I can't call a man who thinks he's a woman a woman. I can't be forced to do that because that goes against the Bible. So in this article, a pair of teachers, they're, they're seeking to take the uh, Virginia school district to court over a newly passed policy requiring, among other things, the staff uses the preferred names and pronouns of trans-identified students. If a boy comes in and says, I'm a girl... They want him to call her a she, her. And 
this Loudoun County High School history teacher, Monica Gill, and Smarts Middle, Smarts Mill uh, Middle School teacher, Kim Wright, they filed an amendment, or a, I should say a, an amendment, amended complaint to block the new policy that passed last week by the Loudoun County School Board. By a vote of 7 to 2, the board passed policy 8040, rights of transgender and gender expansive students, last week despite considerable opposition to the proposal from some teachers and parents. Gill and Wright, they proposed to be added to a a pre-existing legal challenge over the school district's treatment of Leesburg Elementary School teacher Byron Tanner Cross, who was placed on leave after voicing his displeasure with the policy during a school board meeting. They said, nope, you're on leave from now on. And it was filed Monday, and the the amended complaint argues that Cross... Gill and Wright oppose the new policy because they believe it communicates that gender identity rather than biological reality fundamentally shapes and redefines and defines who we truly are as humans, that our sex can change, which is impossible. I don't care what all the nightly news says. You cannot change your sex. You can take all the pills, all the surgeries, whatever you want to do, but you were born, if you were born a man... You, it doesn't matter what you do, you're not going to change to a woman. Okay, that's not possible. Somebody's got to say that. And that a woman who identifies as a man really is a man. So the complaint further alleges that if the teachers were to comply with the policy, they would be forced to communicate a message that they believe is false, which is true. If they refer to students based on their biological sex, they communicate the views, the views that they actually believe that our sex shapes who we are as humans and that this sex is fixed in each person. B- by who? By God. God created them. And that it cannot be changed regardless of our feelings or desires. And so that's what the amended complaint states. Well, the legal filing adds that the school district has refused to find any middle ground. And they made this case about the far more than titles or pronouns. The thing is, is that they've got governments that are telling them what to do. And the governments are going with what they're being handed down from the current administration in Washington. And they they go on to say that they've taken sides. They've taken a side in a national debate over competing views of human nature and compelled conformity to and support for only one view. Under the timeless free speech principles enshrined in the Virginia Constitution and laws, defendants cannot compel one side to voice each other's beliefs. Now, that's absolutely true. But that's not what the Obama administration and many governments are trying to do. Many uh, state governments. So a message from Tyson Langhoffer of the Alliance Defending Freedom, he said that the legal nonprofit representing the teachers said in a statement on Tuesday that he believes the teachers should not be forced to promote ideologies that are harmful to their students and that they believe are false. Loudoun County Public Schools is now requiring all teachers and students to deny truths about what it means to be male and female and is compelling them to call the teachers to they're compelling them to call students by the pronouns or to face punishment. Public employees cannot be forced to contradict their core beliefs just to keep a job. 
freedom of speech and religious exercise includes the freedom not to speak messages against our core beliefs. Now, folks, if you're fighting this fight in America right now, we're praying for you. We're standing behind you and these school boards and all these different things. If my kids were still in school, my kids were fortunate enough to go to a private school. And our church, Irvin Baxter, had a private school in Richmond, Indiana, when my kids were growing up, and they were fortunate enough to go to that. But I can only imagine going before a school board and having to, uh, even the teachers going to the school board and saying, look, this guy, this is a boy. You're wanting me to call him a girl. It goes against my doctrinal beliefs as a Christian. And they're saying, well, if you don't do that, you're going to lose your job. This is 2021, everybody. And... There are people more up in arms over the mask mandate than they are about this. And I don't like the mask mandates. But I'm just saying this is a a moral thing that goes absolutely diametrically opposed to the Word of God. So how do you know that? Well, here it comes down to our question for today. What does God think? You you understand that they've pushed God completely out of this, this whole debate. If they ask what God thought, I could answer that. He's already told us in his word, everybody. What does God think about transgenderism? A a boy. What? Okay. God's overlooking this whole thing. God watches everything. God's in every school board meeting. God's in every locker room. He's in everything that's going on, all the sports team. God's everywhere. God is everywhere. Omnipresent. Everywhere. And so people think, well, we'll just do this and, you know... That let's just push God out of the equation. You can't push God out of the equation. God is everywhere. God's taking note of everything. God sees these young men and what's in their mind that are claiming to be a woman so they can participate on girls' sports teams. Go in their locker rooms with them and change. Go in the bathrooms with them. God understands all this, folks, and he's watching. So what does... The Bible say about transgender. Genesis one twenty seven, the Bible says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he them. He did not, it, nowhere in the Bible can, does it say anything about a man thinking that he's a woman and that that's okay. The Bible does not approve of that. God created male and female and said, that's good. That's what I want. But ever since then, the enemy has been trying to pollute that. There's been problems with this kind of stuff for a long time. Deuteronomy 22.5, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now, how can you read a scripture like that and then say, well, I'm going to wear a dress out Friday night dancing as a big old burly, hairy man. Think about that. Some of this is so basic and understandable. Okay? But when when it's pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, these agendas are being pushed in the United States of America... Some people get to say, you know what? It's just not even worth saying anything anymore. Let them live how they want to live. I'm going to do my own thing and, and go on. Down. No, no. What happens if your child is, is, what happens if this comes down to your job as a teacher? 
Or what happens if in the infrastructure bill, you cannot get access to some funds in the infrastructure bill unless you comply with this? You see what I'm happening? They're never going to allow you just to do whatever you want. They're going to want to force you to comply. That's a huge problem. Because myself, as a Christian, I cannot comply with that. So, transgenderism, wrong, according to Scripture. What's the Bible say about homosexuality? A lot of this goes down to the LGBTQ agenda being pushed. In the Old Testament, Genesis 2, 18-24, the Bible says, And the Lord God said, It's not good that a man should, walk, should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, every, and brought them unto Adam and said, and uh, said, hey, whatever you want to call them, call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that's what the name there was. If you want to call it a cow, call it a cow, whatever. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, the fowls of the air, every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. Verse 21, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. He slept and the Lord took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh inside thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, he made something far better than any man. He made a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam looked at her and said, you're a whole lot better looking than I am. I think I'm going to marry you. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. And the Lord said, I'm happy with this. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother, cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Folks, this is a God ordained marriage. God defined marriage as between one man and one woman. But... When he did that, there's an enemy out there that said, I'm going to pollute that. And he's been trying to pollute it ever since. Leviticus 20, 13, the Bible says, If a man also lie with mankind as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. So in the Old Testament, homosexuality was wrong. You say, well, that's thousands of years ago. That doesn't apply to us today. Well, what about in the New Testament? Well, in Matthew 19, 4 through, six, 4 through 6, it goes into more of it. I'll get it into great detail. I know I'm coming up to a break. I don't want to cut that off. Again, if you're near Richmond, Indiana, we'll be there this weekend. I'll be there Saturday night uh, at the Calvary Church, 3600 State Road 121. And I'll be doing the future according to Bible prophecy Sunday morning, the same church. Um, from 11 to 1. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. You say, well, what about the New Testament? Well, in Matthew 19, 4 through 6, Jesus said, and the Bible says, and he answered them, and Jesus answered him and said unto them, have you not read? that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female. God made a male and a female and said, for this cause shall a man leave a father and a mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. Wherefore, there are, they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. So Jesus Christ spoke of it again from Genesis 2, and he reiterated the fact that, hey, God created a male and female and said, hey, let them get married and let them go have a bunch of kids and populate the earth. That's how this whole thing's supposed to work. But the Bible says that in Romans chapter 1, for this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their flesh in, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly, receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. This is the main point. They want to push God out of all of this and just say, we want to do what we want to do. That's not how it works, because in the end. It doesn't work out. So everybody's going to, the Bible says in the end, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. You can think you can drive God out of your life now, but there will come a time. I don't care if you believe in God, if you don't know whether you believe in God or not, or if you believe in some other kind of God, there will come a day when you've got to stare the Lord right in the face and you've got to give an account. Somebody's got to say this, everybody. Nobody's saying it. Everybody thinks they're going to do whatever they want and just everything's going to be hunky-dory out into eternity. That's not how this thing works. But see, nobody wants to be brought down to reality. Everybody wants to live in just some kind of fairy tale world. That's not how this works. This life is reality. And so I want to go to heaven. I want everybody that listens to me ever. I want to get everybody I can to go to heaven with me. And... The Bible says God gave, because they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which were inconvenient. That's uh, Romans 1, 26 through 28. So the thing is, now, I've, I've talked about this before on the radio and wrote some articles and a lot of different things about it. And I've had people say, well, you just don't love homosexuals. That is absolutely a false statement. Because I love somebody... I would tell them, you can't go to heaven and do that. If I didn't love them, then I would say, I just do whatever you want. 
you know, if, if you know there's a cliff up ahead, the road's out, the bridge is out, it's 200 foot to the bottom, and you would stand there and say, you know, you're standing on the side of the road and cars are coming by and you're just saying, have a good day. Would you love those individuals? No, because you're letting them go right straight for that cliff. But the individual that would love somebody would jump out the road and say, stop, the bridge is out. You understand? So in doing a radio program like this, I have a goal. And that is to sell somebody, look, here's what's happening in society. We're close to the end time. But there is hope for an individual living in these lifestyles. And the, the, the entire LGBTQ community, they need to be told, we love you. We want to help you. Jesus Christ can save you out of that, just like any other sin. The Bible gives a plethora of sins. Uh, lying, cheating, stealing, uh, you know, the LGBT uh, lifestyle, all these different things. The Bible talks about all that. And the Bible says Jesus can save you out of all that and forgive you for that. But then you don't go right back to that. You live as a Christian the rest of the days of your life. <clears throat> you can be saved out of that. First Corinthians 6. The, the Apostle Paul said, hey, you were, um, all, all kind, know you not that you shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It talks about homosexuals and all kinds of different things, all kinds of different sins. But the Bible says, such were some of you in the church in Corinth, all of those kind of sins, lying, cheating, stealing, all the different sins were in that. He said, hey, I'm talking to the church in Corinth. You, all, such were some of you, but you've been saved out of that. Jesus Christ's blood has paid for your sins. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. You want your sins paid for and forgiven? Be born again. Let Jesus Christ cover you with the blood that he shed on Calvary. And those sins can be forgotten of and you can be saved out of those lifestyles and move forward living as a Christian. And the Bible says, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. So I'm not saying, don't take what I'm saying wrong. I'm not saying that I don't love individuals. I love liars, thieves, covetousness, whatever. <clears throat> All those individuals that do that. But I do not love the sin. I love the sinner. I've been, I've been a sinner myself. I understand about all that. And God loved me. And God loves you too. But when the woman was taken in the act of adultery. And they wanted to stone her. And they brought her before Jesus. And they said, hey, this woman was caught in the very act. It wasn't hearsay. They caught her in the act of adultery. Brought her before Jesus and said, the law says she's got to be, law says she's got to be stoned. What do you say? Bible says he stooped down, started riding in the sand. And when he got done riding, he stood up. They were all gone. They started looking at what he was riding and they were like, eh, I don't want no more of this. They left, started leaving. When he got up, he said, women, woman, where's your accusers? And she said, I don't have any. And he said, neither do I condemn you. But here's what he said. Go thy way and sin no more. That's very key. Don't continue in your sinning. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to condemn you and I'm going to forgive you, but don't sin anymore. You cannot continue on in that lifestyle. 
God was saving her out of that lifestyle. And so he did have compassion on her and love her. Well, that's where I'm at as a Christian today. Christian, Christ-like, I want to be Christ-like. I would love somebody and I would talk to them and say, I'm not condemning you. I'm not here, here to condemn anybody. Who am I to condemn? But I'm here to say, I love you. Jesus can save you out of that lifestyle. But after that, you can have to go your way and sin no more because that's not going to work. You're not going to be able to enter into the kingdom of God, just like the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6. So I want you to get the message right here, everybody. And because I've seen a lot of people over the years saved out of those lifestyles. And they're thankful because they were in bondage, even though they may not have known they were in bondage. Some of them feel trapped. And so it's very important if you've got a loved one or a family member or a friend that's in that lifestyle, love them. I'm a Christian. I'm all about love. Jesus Christ is all about love. Love them and tell them, but say, I can't condone what you're doing. I mean, if somebody come to me and said, hey, I'm a liar, Dave. And I would say, look, I love you, but I, you don't come around me lying because I can't condone that mess. And it's, it's sin. It's called living as a Christian. I love everybody. I want to see everybody go to heaven. And so we'll have to have those conversations that said, here's what it takes to get to heaven. You can't continue to live like you are and make it. That's the Bible, everybody. But yet we've got agendas being pushed in America. And this is what the Bible said it would be like at just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ was that people would want to live any way they want to live and not pay any attention to God. But my question today is, what does God think about all of this? I'm concerned about what God thinks because I'm going to spend eternity with him. And I know what his Bible says. So when it comes right down to it, I've got to say, you know what? The Bible says this, but the Biden administration wants me to do this. I can't do that. I cannot, because of what the Bible says, call a man... A woman. I cannot condone the um, director of transportation in America, Pete Buttigieg, and saying that him and his quote-unquote husband are going to have a child. I can't support that in any way, form, or fashion. It's diametrically opposed to the Word of God. I love Pete Buttigieg, and I would love to sit down with him and have a Bible study. I would do it today if I had the chance. But in loving him, I would have to say, Mr. Buttigieg, you're going to have to look at your lifestyle you're living here because it's diametrically opposed to the word of God. Now, there are people that would say I'm discriminating against him for that. I'm not discriminating against him, but I can't condone what he's doing. You say, Dave, why are you talking about this? This is happening everywhere, everybody. All of these uh, Christian bakers that don't want to make a cake for a a same-sex marriage. They're having lawsuits brought against them for a photographers that cannot, Christian photographers that don't want to photograph a same-sex marriage. Um, the Christian florists. I can't remember her name. Uh, Baronman or something like that. Um, she had, uh, she said, she had had customers for years. All of these people have had customers that were of 
in same-sex relationships. And they would, they would take photographs of them. They would sell them cakes and all kinds of cupcakes or whatever. And they would do flowers for them. But when it come time for them to get married, these people said, well, I can't do a cake that says, congratulations, Tom and John, because I, that goes against my religious belief. I can't do that. And so they've had lawsuits brought against them because uh, for these anti-discrimination laws. Well, that's why I wanted to bring up these anti-discrimination things that are happening in like the new infrastructure bill. They're not going to allow you to just sit on the sidelines and not participate. They want to force everybody to participate in this. And that's when it becomes a humongous problem for faith-based organizations. And so you may not be fighting the fight now, but there may come a time you say, well, what's the answer to all of this, Dave? Well, the answer is a spiritual revival in America. I mean, if we were to have a spiritual revival and people would turn back to the word of God and let the word of God set our moral compass, a lot of this stuff goes out the window. Because I can prove these things are wrong using scripture, which is the word of almighty God. And so that's the reason that we want to be a watchman on the wall and we want to sound a trumpet that says, hey, this is right, this is wrong. There are people trying to drive God out of society. We need men of God who, and women of God who will stand in pulpits and say, can't drive God out of society. The Bible sets our moral compass, not Hollywood, not Washington, D.C. My moral compass is set by the Bible. Because I'm not going to spend eternity with Washington, D.C. or Hollywood. I'm spending eternity with the Lord. And I got to know, what does he think? That's why I asked the question today. What does God think about all of this? But Romans 1 says, because they knew God, but they glorified him not as God. And that they drove God out of society. Then they were turned over to a reprobate mind. I love people. And I want to see people go to heaven. And somebody's got to say some of these things. If you're a man or woman of God, stand in your pulpits, teach the truth without fear or favor, and let's get as many people to heaven as we can. Let's have that great spiritual end time revival. God bless each and every one of you. And if I don't talk to you beforehand, I look forward to seeing many of you in Richmond this weekend. God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.